Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man who's called Mal Evans, who's on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Got a number of things we'll try to jam in this last hour of today. To quote Paul Schaefer in the immortal movie classic, uh, this is Spinal Tap, kick me. Please kick me. Go ahead and kick me. I'm an idiot. When we did California's crumbling early uh, earlier, I left out the best story. It's it's kind of awful, but it's unbelievable. You'll tell everybody in your real life about it. Uh, also, love this story from the Wall Street Journal. Psst, nobody at work wants to hear about your student loan payments. As those are restarting and people are starting to gripe about it, how beleaguered and put upon they are that they have to make those payments. Yeah, it's interesting. I've had uh, some people who I hire for various things who've been asking for more hours or letting me know they're more available now because all of a sudden they have student loans due that they haven't had due in a couple of years. Got to uh, kind of ignore that reality for a while. Um, We got this text before we move on to the presidential race with some interesting notes. And I bring this up because I heard a podcast about this the other day and somebody predicted that this is going to happen. I hope it doesn't happen, but this is the sort of thing that is going to happen if the government doesn't do their job. From the text line, the bottom line is that if the federal government doesn't stop this invasion, it will be stopped violently. And it was this was the idea that if you've got protests violent enough in New York that the cops are having to pepper spray people and pin them to the ground and arrest them and all that sort of stuff, at some point, you don't do anything about it you know, bad people are going to say, I got to, I got to do something myself. Yes. Things will get violent. Well, and that will be hastened along by the fact that, and the mainstream media is extremely uncomfortable reporting this, but you know how we told you that uh, New York's making moves to allow half a million. Is it illegal immigrants? Now the left has gotten virtually everybody to use the term migrants. Now, 
as you've allowed them to change your language. Anyway, um, they're going to let like half a million Venezuelan illegal immigrants uh, take jobs uh, before they go through the usual processes. Part of the reason for that is that they're doing crimes. They're stealing. They're robbing because they got to get money somewhere. Um, And so that's part of the pressure in New York to get let them work. So on to the presidential election, which at least the choosing the nominees is closer than you think for a variety of reasons with the Iowa caucuses and then the deadlines for when you can even get on the ballot, which we talked about the other day and all that sort of stuff. So while the presidential election is a year and a couple months away, the who's going to be the candidates part is getting really close. Reading from Mark Halbrin's newsletter on this topic, by February 1st, which is just 133 days from now, the reality of a Biden-Harris versus Trump rematch might be as locked in place as Matt Gates's hair. You can forget Michelle Obama 24 replacing Kamala Harris on the ticket or a surprising LBJ-ish withdrawal by Biden, a Gavin Newsom insurgency, an RFK surprise, or a 10% for the big guy downfall soon. It will be too late. And there will not be a sudden mass determination by Republican voters that they shouldn't nominate a candidate under indictment who won't debate because it'll be too late to change direction pretty soon. And Mark Halpern says, I'm not predicting a rematch. In fact, my spidey sense continues to flash constant neon that it can't happen and won't happen. This is so interesting. Wow. But, he says, the only rational, data-driven, history-driven, reporting-driven position to take is that the Democrats are going to nominate Biden-Harris and the Republicans are going to nominate Trump. I have not changed my position of last week. Uh, it's seven out of ten. It's Trump. It's three and a half out of ten. It's Biden Harris. Um, it's going to be either a move at the convention or immediately before or during the primary season or something. The Democrats cannot, cannot run Biden Harris. I agree with his spidey sense, not his data. Well, yeah, and I think you get to throw the data out because everything has changed. No, no, no <laughs> precedence matters anymore in practically anything. The economy, um, uh, politics, just whatever. The precedence doesn't matter because we're just into a new world for a variety of reasons. We've gone crazy in our polarization. The pandemic threw everything up in the air in a weird way. It's just... It's just using... Trump makes people insane, and yeah. Joe Biden is the first presumptive nominee who's ever been visibly, demonstrably in the grips of dementia. So don't compare him to Hubert Humphrey or Jimmy Carter or anything else unless they had dementia. Well, that bad at care. He goes on to say, David Ignatius, David Ignatius's column opened no floodgates last week. When he ran his don't run, don't run Joe column, like he said might happen. The Republican establishment's worst nightmare, Chris Sununu's warning that the Trump will get the nomination if you run a crowded field that can water down. Nobody's stopping that. Nobody stopped that. That is happening. So, I don't know. There's still time to winnow the Republican field a lot down to Trump, DeSantis, and Haley. But that's not enough. Trump's still got the numbers. Right, and yeah, the final thing I'll I'll mention is, does it look as if everyone else is going to get out in time for, say, Ron DeSantis to consolidate the never-Trump vote in Iowa and New Hampshire? After Wednesday's polling, no effing way, he says. And we haven't even mentioned the polls from yesterday, but Trump uh, has a giant lead in Iowa and a giant lead in New Hampshire. Man, Chris Christie was betting all his donuts on New Hampshire, 
not even really campaigning in Iowa, and he just I'm just going to let that go. He's dropped back to nothing. So it's Trump, yeah. like forty. Uh, uh, Ramaswamy is a second place in New Hampshire. But anyway, so there you go. So we're about one hundred and thirty days from this kind of being locked in. I mean, you can't you can't lock in somebody not dying. <laughs> Or wandering off the stage, something would have to have to have to happen. Somebody would be the nominee, but right, yeah, indeed, or getting thrown in prison, I suppose. Also, although you can run from prison, yes, and and Trump wouldn't be in prison the, anyway. The prison would be Mar-a-Lago with an ankle bracelet or something, but uh, he'd be incarcerated. I don't see Trump as an ankle bracelet guy. Uh, how about a golf hat? Can we have some sort of irremovable golf hat with a beeper for him or something? I don't know. Uh, Trump was uh, in Iowa. He's spending more time in Iowa just to make sure his, his lead holds there. And I thought he was absolutely right. He uh, said Republicans could have a hard time winning elections if they don't support exceptions to abortion bans. And I quote, without the exceptions, it's very difficult to win elections. We would probably lose majorities in Congress in 2024 without the exceptions and perhaps the presidency himself. And he told supporters, hey, follow your heart on your positions, but Republicans still have to win elections. That is Trump's gift right there. He summarized a difficult and slightly complicated issue that people feel feel very strongly about. He, in a fairly gentle way, said, hey, this is the way we have to go. But, hey, follow your heart. I totally get you. I respect you. Um, in a way that didn't come off as calculated. He, he is um, he's such a fascinating guy. And I am a Trump critic. I don't want him to be the nominee, but man, his gifts are uh, considerable. So those actual numbers in New Hampshire yesterday's poll: Trump forty, Ramaswamy is next at thirteen. Um, and then in Iowa polls that came out yesterday: Trump forty six, DeSantis fifteen. He's got a thirty one point lead in Iowa. How close is Nikki Haley? Does it? Do you have that there? Oh uh, yeah, she's at eleven percent. Okay, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. The other thing that Trump said um, is that in order to win in 24, Republicans must learn to properly talk about abortion. We have to expose the Democrats as being the true radicals. They're the radicals. Pro-lifers aren't the radicals. Uh, Right. And as somebody asked the other day, is this the earliest any candidate has ever pivoted to the general election? 130 days before Iowa even happens. Well, nobody's ever had a lead like this. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. That's clearly what he's doing. And he's right on that point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but I don't see any stop in Trump. It's got to be the uh, the completely unforeseen and unforeseeable that derails him. Uh, the Biden-Harris thing, on the other hand, is is utterly seeable. It's uh, iceberg dead ahead. Foreseen and smacking you right in the face. Mm-hmm. Iceberg dead ahead, you're right. Age. The biggest thing Joe Biden's got working against him is his birthday, as I've heard many people say. The birth date. It's in 1937, or 42. Kamala Harris, it's her IQ. Well, and even if she's of somewhere near average intelligence, she has all the charisma of roadkill. I mean, just... So the number 82 factors in both ways. That's Joe Biden's age and Kamala's IQ. According to some commentators. Hmm. According to broadcast reports. (laughs) Nobody wants to hear about your student loan payment. This is good stuff uh, from the Wall Street Journal. And and uh, what else do we have? Oh, you know what? There was, a, I know, like a broken record, uh, an old guy expression, if there ever was one. Um, 
the utter unfairness of the restrictions on so-called misinformation, disinformation, another big victory for free speech that the mainstream media is completely ignoring. It's an important precedent, but most Americans aren't going to hear about it. Zelensky met with top lawmakers today to try to bolster Ukraine support. We'll probably get nuggets coming out of that, how that went. Most of the leaders in uh, both parties are in agreement. It's some of the people beneath the leaders that are not as hot to support Ukraine, but we'll see how that goes. Hey, on-air brainstorm, um, we ought to talk to Ian Bremmer soonish. I'm curious what the Ukrainian resistance would look like, uh, what moves they would make if, for instance, Trump gets elected and... He says, you know, we've given enough money to Ukraine. we got to worry about our own country. We're going to cut you off in two months. Um, here's a bunch of weapons, but then you're on your own. Um, and I doubt very seriously that Europe would follow suit. But with the U.S. support disappearing, what would the Ukrainian effort look like? I just I would like to hear his thoughts on it. Go full-on guerrilla warfare? Uh, negotiate a settlement where they do give up territory? Ooh, just, that'd be rough. That'd be incredibly rough. As Zelensky, I think it was Zelensky said the other day, he said, hey, Americans, how much territory would you give up to an invader for peace? That's what I thought. When they just murdered and raped a whole bunch of your neighbors. Yeah. 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 That's true. All right. Much on the way. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way. A brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before. Tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The death of that Patriots fan who died following a fight in the stands at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, Massachusetts during that game against the Dolphins. Witnesses had said that Dale Mooney was punched twice in the head, fell back into his seat, and never recovered. The D8 says a preliminary autopsy shows he died of an undetermined medical issue, but that he did not suffer a traumatic brain injury. No charges have been filed. So it wasn't the fight that killed him? I've been following that story. Wow. Seems like a heck of a coincidence. I get beat up at a football stadium, fall over into the seats unconscious, then I die. But it was from something else. It was COVID. 
Um, that's huh. All right. Yeah, I'm mystified. I uh, I'm not sure we can trust the immediate witness right. accounts either. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Well, and if a guy goes to wailing on your head and you die of a heart attack, that's uh, sure. Yeah, that's murder. Um, <clears throat> if you can prove that uh, it, it, well, that was the the factor. Um, I would like to know what he said to the other people. Not that that gives you a right to kill somebody, uh, but I just would like to know more about how that all went down. Sure. Yeah. Um, this uh, story uh, is uh, something else. Holy cow. Words fail me, which is a relative rarity. 61-year-old homeowner, Napa Valley, Napa, the town, lives on Silverado Trail. Ooh, that's nice. Uh, he steps outside his property after the power went out 9 o'clock Saturday morning. There's some 33-year-old dude on his property. Some sort of argument begins. I'd imagine it's, what are you doing on my property? And some guy, 33-year-old, who I'm guessing is some sort of scumbag junkie, goes to fighting the guy, pulls out a knife, and stabs him, stabs the 61-year-old in the back. Oh, my God. Merely terrible. Here's where it gets amazing. The gentleman, the 61-year-old guy, pulls the knife out of his own back and says, oh, yeah, and stabs the assailant in the torso, then subdues him till the authorities uh, arrive. I'd say this was Clint Eastwood or Charles Bronson or... So he got lucky to get stabbed in one of those places where you don't bleed out within a minute, I guess? Right, and he pulled the knife out, which is a gamble. Good Lord, yeah. I'm going to pass out even telling you the story. Yeah, you're not Pulls the knife out of that. his own back and stabs the guy with it and then subdues him. Holy crap. Yeah, yeah. Both men suffered non-life-threatening injuries. Man, if there's somebody on your property, of course, you might have just thought, is somebody, uh, hey, you lost, you know, that sort of thing. You know, I was just thinking, I you know, do you go out there with your firearm? What are you doing out here? But it could just be a, you're looking for a different address? You don't want to yeah. come out brandishing a gun over that? No. This 33-year-old Andrew Kenneth Dixon is a resident of Long Beach. Not clear what he was doing in the county or mm. if he was responsible for cutting the power line to the homeowner's house. Oh. It might have been some sort of, you know, robbery attempt or God knows. Yeah, what a horrible story. I mean, you know. Turned out all right, I guess. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about uh, this story before I presented it, and I was I was thinking about how to present it. And um, I'd hate to be stabbed. I don't like stabbing stories. Oh, oh Lord, I I hate. I just despise it. I despise it. I'm afraid to cut a bagel. Um, and I thought about because the phrase "scumbag junkie" went through my head, and and I was thinking about the power of words and language and how the left is always trying to change the language to win the argument by defanging, uh, as they would put it, the language. I think it's to pervert arguments. But, I mean, illegal immigrant has become immigrant, has become migrant, which erases the fact that they've crossed a national border. They are absolutely, by every description, an immigrant. Um, And I call this guy a scumbag junkie because he's a scumbag junkie. If you are fighting a drug addiction, would I call you a scumbag junkie? Absolutely not. 
You know, maybe you're getting high and you got addicted to meth. You still maintain it because you can't quit it. Maybe an opioid thing. You had back problems, et cetera, et cetera. That doesn't make you a scumbag junkie in any in any way. It makes you somebody struggling with addiction. But when you throw off the rules of God and man and society and decency and you live like a scumbag junkie, I'm going to call you a scumbag junkie. We need to bring back the shame that goes along with acting like a, a monster. Yep. Shame. And we need to bring back the bell as well. Shame. The shame bell. Thank you, Michael. There's probably a hundred SJs within a, a driver and a five iron of where I am right now. Agreed. Yeah. You're no long hitter. Thinnest neck I've ever seen. <laughs> if you miss an hour of the show, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty on demand. Armstrong and Getty. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip. Who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get Our Way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Buble's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything everybody including sitting presidents so join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before tell it like it is and even sing a song or two this is our podcast and we're going to do it our way listen to our way on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts the armstrong and getty show God, looking at this poll. This this sort of thing really makes me angry. So CNN is reporting just 5% of Republicans who rely on Fox for news think Trump has committed serious crimes. Okay, CNN, what percentage of viewers who only watch you who've ever heard about any of the stuff Hunter Biden's done? Or, or know the phrase, I saw this actually the other day, the percentage of people on the left who know the phrase 10% for the big guy have ever heard it before. It's like a tiny percentage of half the country that's ever heard 10% for the big guy. Whereas if you're on the right side of the aisle, it's like, you know, it's like a household phrase. And you know the context and everything. So don't mm-hmm. act like you and your Fox viewers don't know. Give me a break. I hate that kind of reporting. Nobody ever does it. You never do it about yourself. I don't watch the news. Anyway, that's not what I was going to talk about. I got distracted. Squirrel. Well, and, and serious crimes? Uh, uh. Anyway, a giant plane went down the other day, actually an F-35. It's like the most advanced fighter jet in the history of the world, and they cost $100 million apiece, and they're supposed to be able to defeat China and do all these crazy things with amazing technology. And the guy apparently 
ran into a thunderstorm and had to eject over land and cities and hope it didn't crash into people. And we don't really have a good exit. And then we couldn't find it for 24 hours, which is horrible. (laughs) I mean, that is really horrible. Uh, Well, we didn't, like, say, hey, has anybody heard, like, a giant explosion today and go there? I mean, how can that be? This guy uh, who was on local news in that area actually saw it go down, I guess. I was in the the bathroom taking a shave, and I heard a, a screeching between a screech and a whistle. I said, what in the world is this? And I heard a boom. Then my whole house shook. Did a meteorite come out of space or something? And I said, well, if the airplane, it needed to be reported. The thing was flying just too low. Choppers keep flying around. I said, well, somebody must, somebody must have robbed a bank or whatever. Just through the grace of God, nobody didn't get hurt. Anything man-made can malfunction. But it needed to be investigated, and the public needed to know what really happened. It could have been a major disaster. Wow. Between a screech and a whistle. The latest movie from so-and-so. <laughs> wow. Now, That's a noise. That sounds just like those screaming goats. Yes. Now, we, like you, when we first heard him say, I was in the bathroom taking a shave. <laughs> yeah. We were. Hit the dump button. The ironically <laughs> named dump button. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, yeah. I, I, that's wow. a, that's an expression. There is a, um, Steve <laughs> Earl's kid, Justin Towns Earl, got a cool song where he says, I could, I need a haircut. I could take a shave. And I'd never heard the phrase take a shave until I heard mm-hmm. that song. And so I guess that's the way you say it in some parts of the country. I guess it's, it's new to me too. Yeah. Taking a shave. Yeah. And of course, where there is something notable on the internet, there is a remix or two. Do you have those handy still, Michael? Man, oh, uh, oh, that's funny. <laughs> little something for everybody there. A little classic rock from the Who, a little T-Swizzle. We can't be having F-35s that get forced down by South Carolina thunderstorms, and then you lose oh. the plane for 24 hours. Meanwhile, back at the $100 million fighter. Yes, uh, that is extraordinary. One would think, unless... Something truly troubling and classified happened. They would just come out and say, "Hey, this because this this pilot, unless he was completely justified in, in ditching, um, his career is over as a pilot." So you would think they would come out and say, "Hey, look, it was an inexperienced guy. He did the wrong thing. We're looking into it." He panicked, ditching over land. I mean, it's a miracle that thing didn't take out a bunch of houses and kill a whole bunch of people. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a mystery, and of course, where there's a mystery, there are half a dozen good uh, conspiracy theories online. Um, I'm not sure exactly where they want us to go, but it's all that same dark. They want us to believe this guy just ditched Hank. No way, you don't ditch over land. Well, something happened. So we've been talking a lot about immigration today. Happy to see that. Your major networks, evening newscasts, were covering this last night. I read some of the Gallup poll numbers earlier. 
solid majorities of Americans think this is a crisis, it's a big deal, it's a problem, it needs to be stopped, illegal immigration. I'm looking at Bill Malusian's Twitter feed. He's the Fox reporter who's been taking the lead on this for the last couple of years. Live footage you can look at of people up to their necks with little kids and luggage streaming across the Rio Grande there in Eagle Pass, Texas, so they can get into the country. I mean, that's just amazing. Do you have a policy or not? I mean, this is the stupidest way to do it. Either say, we have no policy, so go ahead and walk across the bridge. There's no reason to go across the river and risk in your life, because we're not going to stop you if you get across this river that's chest deep. Or mm-hmm. put up a wall or something, or the barriers like Texas put up, and say you can't come across. But doing it this way, if you're willing to walk through waist-deep, cold, fast-moving water, we'll let you in. I mean, because we're such a magnet. And that brings me to this tweet that Bill Malusian put out just an hour ago, which is horrible. Another body was just pulled from the Rio Grande here in Eagle Pass this morning. Middle-aged male. A three-year-old boy drowned here yesterday. A ten-year-old boy drowned here last week. Every time we come here, there are multiple drownings for two years now. So we create a magnet with no penalty for people to risk coming across this river. Like I said, if this is going to be our policy that once you come across the river, you get to stay, well, then just let them walk across the bridge. Why are you making them go across the river? Well, what is the point of this? I am solving America's immigration program. It's going to take me about 10 more seconds. I mean, imagine a policy for your country is you're, you're looking at the mom over there with their three-year-old boy. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you can get over here, we'll let you stay here. And we got government services. Your kid will get to go to school, health care, everything like that, everything. If you can just get over here. Now, you can't walk across the bridge because something. Um, but if you get across the river, yeah, you can live here for the rest of your life and then bring the rest of your family across, too, legally. What kind of policy is that? It is so idiotic as to be surreal. It is surreal. It's the way you described it, which I thought was perfect, is so idiotic you could not convince anybody on earth a modern country has that policy. Now, all of these people have been coached to say, hey, I'm a, I'm a uh, asylum seeker. Um, in danger in my home country, persecution, crime, whatever. Um, and then they get the whole uh, appear for a hearing thing in three and a half years or whatever it is, and then they vanish into the countryside. Um, here, Here's how I solve the problem. Every single human being who says, yeah, I'm uh, seeking asylum, applicar en su propio pace, and that's probably a bad pronunciation, apply in your own country. Next. Apply in your own country. Next, apply in your own country. Next, apply in your own country. Put them on a plane. Send them back over and over and over again. And or build a physical barrier so that people can't enter the country no matter how clever they are or industrious or brave, God bless them, hauling their little kids across a fairly swiftly flowing river. Well, yeah, that gets to what I was just saying. So you got... um I'm watching it live right now. It's amazing that in the modern world I can jump on Twitter and watch this. So it's a line like the new iPhone has come out at the mall, only it's 
on the other side in Mexico, then all the way through the water, people back to back to back, and then to the side in Texas where they walk up. And because the river's there, you can walk up the other side in Texas and go right across. If you go over to where there's land, we have razor wire, not a wall. You can't build a wall, but we got razor wire. I mean, the, the, the lack of logic in any of this sort of stuff is just a wall would be racist. A wall would be horrible. A wall would be debated coast to coast and in presidential debate. But razor wire will put there. So that they don't go here, but if they cross the river and sometimes the kids drown, then you get to come in. How is this? But we can't have them just walk across the bridge because that would be like we don't have a border. So we have thousands per day, 2,500 in a day at Eagle Pass the other day. Um, And and obviously the great, uh, you know, authorities of liberal media have said, go ahead and report on this. The New York Times has three stories on their website today about the chaos and disarray at the border. Um, but so, yeah, you say, no, we can't have the bridge open because that would be uh, like having no border. Uh, and so make them walk across the river thousands every day. That's sorry. Dollar in the swear jar. Effing nuts. It is. And then how you get away with and how you get away with through, uh, you know, most of your media coverage that, you know, you've got one party that just plays politics with these things and uses humans as pawns. The other party is is, uh, you know, cares about human beings or whatever. No, they don't. It's obviously just political, or you would let them walk across the bridge. But you don't want videos of people walking across the bridge because it just seems like you're not even trying. But if they have to walk across a river, I guess you get away with it or something. I don't even understand. Yeah, yeah. But the idea that, that, that we've sent every message that you can that if you come over here, you get to stay, but we're going to make you through walk through the water. Sorry if some of you drown. What the hell is that? It's awful and indefensible on moral and logistical grounds. It is utterly without merit as a policy, and yet it is our policy. I don't know what to say after that. <laughs> per Border Patrol sources, according to Bill Malusian, and this is just come in in the last you know what i know what to say after that nominate a guy for president who can win yeah uh border patrol sources in the last 24 hours alone over 10,000 migrants were encountered at the border bringing us back to the all-time record high levels we saw in may before the end of title 42 85 plus 100 were border patrol apprehensions 1600 plus um different kind of patrol uh, and I wanted to mention this because I thought it was really interesting about the numbers. If you want to mention it, you mention it, by golly. <laughs> I'm covering for him as he looks for it. Right. It doesn't matter. He's just making the point that, oh, here it is. Uh, this is from the Border Patrol Union. From September 1st through the 20th, that's just a couple weeks, the Biden administration ordered the, rele- the release of more than 100,000 illegal border crashers, enough to double the population of cities like Yuma, Arizona. Think about what Biden is doing to this country with his out-of-control border policies. How many millions more will come? But so New York City is crying and wailing about how they're going to fall apart and cease to exist. It's the biggest crisis they've ever faced because of however many thousand that they got. Meanwhile, you got tiny towns like Yuma, Arizona, and all these others. They They... They encounter more than the entire population of their town on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. You didn't care about it then. It's it's. I still think it's the greatest failure of our representative government that I can think of in my life. 
The border is secure. Bullshit. We will finish strong next. Armstrong and Getty. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way. A brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before. Tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. to make, but I'll make it during my final thought. That's where I'll make my vow. I, I always feel like if I make out loud vows on the radio, they're more likely to be uh, held up because I've got, you know, got all these eyes on me. Sure. Public pressure. Exactly. Shame. Exactly. exactly. I, I really like Callum Borchers as a writer. He writes for Wall Street Journal. Uh, I also wish my name was Callum Borchers. Oh. I would have the world by the tail. <laughs> There's this young guy on the PGA Tour. He's kind of a rising star golfer. Uh, his name is Wyndham Clark. Ooh. Yeah. If my name was Wyndham Clark, please, I'd have the wind at my back, you know? Surely he has an ascot and a monocle or something. He should, if he doesn't. Uh, I love this. Nobody at work wants to hear about your student loan payments. As, oh, here comes the bill and your coworker schadenfreude. Millions of Americans' federal student loan payments resume next month as a pandemic pause ends. Many of these borrowers suddenly feel like they're taking pay cuts. Some say they'll have to reduce entertainment spending or delay major purchases. Good, comes the retort from unsympathetic colleagues who paid back their loans, joined the military to earn debt relief, or attended second-choice colleges because they were cheaper. Right, what was that Col- second one? <clears throat> Not taking the same entertainment? Oh, yeah, boy. Where do where let me sit down and cry for a while over your not getting to go to a concert or whatever. Callum writes college debt is a new third rail in the workplace. The payment restart is proving more contentious than the halt at the onset of the pandemic. Says this one gal, I worked hard to pay off my loans, certainly made tons of sacrifices in my professional and personal life to free myself from debt. Makes me angry that the federal government even considered forgiving those loans in the first place. Right. Yeah, I would suggest that if you want to whine about your student loan payments starting back up, you have some sort of code 
like you used to have to do for whether or not you smoke pot with a workplace, you know, a co-worker. So you, if someone else has got the same situation, you can go into a private room and talk about it because nobody else wants to hear it. Yeah, and they quote several people who worked their way through college, you lived extremely frugally, etc. Uh, That's what I did. Yeah, yeah. I drove a really, really ca- crappy car. Uh, didn't have reverse. Or had another car, couldn't open the doors. <laughs> had crawled in the back. <laughs> I remember that car. Lived in a really uh, crappy place. Yeah, yeah. Mostly they view the college debt crisis as a morality play. They did the right thing, paying back what they owe or making good decisions to avoid debt. Others should do the same or face the consequences. Uh, I'm not surprised that this is in the Wall Street Journal because you will never, ever, ever see an article like this, say, in the USA Today. Um, I have a feeling, a fairly strong feeling, it's a large majority of people who would read this article and say, yeah, absolutely, as opposed to the way it's portrayed in the mainstream media. Right. Only the meanest, cruelest Republicans would continue to saddle these poor innocents with student loan debt. Terrible. Check your clock, it's time to stop. Jack and Joe, they've got to go. And if they don't get canned, they'll be back tomorrow. There you go. That's a wholesome song right there. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Yeah, it's well done, too. Uh, hey, let's get a final thought from everybody to wrap up the day. There he is, pressing the buttons in the uh, control room, Michelangelo. Michael, what's your final thought? Well, I broke down and I got myself a treadmill, so I'm going to try and get the body of my dreams, finally. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. <laughs> oh, boy, Michael. I, I, I got some news for you. Maybe I'll let you have your own experience. <laughs> Katie Green, our esteemed newswoman, has a final thought. Katie? Just want to give a big shout-out to PG&E for doubling my bill and sneaking in some community energy electric generation charge I've never seen before. It's going to result in a lengthy phone what call the after the show. What the hell is that? I'm, I don't know, and I'm tired of it. I'm surprised the PG&E conversation isn't more. Um, my bill is its insane. For, for the place I live in? Are you kidding me? This is uh, probably sexual harassment, Katie, but you need to get into bed with Gavin and the first partner like PG&E is. They can do anything they want. Yeah. think about it. Uh, Jack, final thought? Yes, I'm saying this before everybody so that hopefully I stick to it. I need to get my kids a vegetable tonight. My biggest failure as a parent is feeding my children and getting them any vegetables. (laughs) So tonight, I'm going to find a way to get them a vegetable. Oh gosh! My final thought is: I'm trying. I'm still trying to form it. You know the old saying that if something can't go on forever, it will end. If a policy is so idiotic, nobody would ever vote for it. How long can it continue? I'm thinking about the border. Yeah. What sort of weird momentum inertia exists that an utterly Idiotic policy continues. I don't get it. Maybe this is the tipping point, but I've thought that many times before over decades. We will see tomorrow. God bless America. So what in the world is this? Um, Armstrong and Getty. Do you understand? No comprende, as they would say in China. China is asshole. Right. <laughs> so let's go out with a bang. I really was wishing I could say BS right there. Would have been a much better yeah, word. I know it. That's my jihad. Honey, come look at this tombstone. He's the man that mainstreamed BS so we can all say it in public. <laughs> <laughs> he made his living with bullets and then he made it respectable. Armstrong and Getty.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man. He's called Mal Evans, who's on roadie. And uh, <clears throat> I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Salt and pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.